You are listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast, and I want to read to you today from something that I shared with my Yielded group yesterday because it's really weighing on my heart because today I want to talk about Christ in you as the hope of glory. And I shared this quote from John G. Lake, and it really resonates deep within my soul. Christ has a purpose in you. Christ's purpose in you is to reveal himself to you, through you, and in you. A friend of mine often says, it is Christ in you, through you, and as you that will make a difference in other people's lives. I tend to agree with that statement. So do we walk around this world acting as if we carry God's hope of glory on the inside of us, or do we walk around hoping without faith that anything will ever change? It's a weak form of salvation if we live our lives without the power of God that Jesus imparted to us by leaving and returning to wait for his Father's appointed time. See, Jesus said that faith as small as a mustard seed could move a mountain. As I consider this, I realize how many times my hope without faith went out as a prayer when it was, perhaps, just wishful thinking. As I contemplate these things, questions rise in my heart. Do I really live like I believe I have the hope of God's eternal glory living on the inside of me? Do I pray with faith, believing I have what I ask for? Do I walk in the authority of Christ and live in greater works than he himself performed while on this earth? You see, at the end of Colossians 1, Paul writes to them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Do you hear the goal in that? That we are called to live out this mystery, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory, because he's the one we proclaim. He's the one we admonish and teach others about. And he's the one that gives us wisdom to walk in so that we may present ourselves fully mature in Christ and bring others up to full maturity in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend, he says, with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Now, come on. That's good news, friends. It doesn't depend on us. It depends on Christ in us. So we no longer have to hope with wishful thinking in mind, but we can hope with confident faith because Christ will execute and perform everything he promised on earth, right? So when Christ came to reside in us bodily, all of his authority, his power, and his truth came to live inside of us as well. We carry the mystery of Christ within us, and it is waiting to be revealed to a lost and dying world that grows ever darker each day. So when will we stand up and live out this great, rich mystery which Paul wrote was the hope of glory? When will we live our lives proclaiming, encouraging, and teaching others through the wisdom of Christ, all these things, so that others may be presented fully mature in Christ? Is it just me, or is there a resounding call from heaven for the church to rise up in this hour as the body of Christ in our streets, cities, states, and nations? 
And my question becomes, will you contend strenuously with all your energy as Christ works powerfully in you? My conviction toward this resolve is to live powerfully, courageously, knowing it is Christ in me, through me, and as me that will reach people around me with the hope of his glory. So with all of that said, I want to read to you Colossians chapter 1 today. So let's pray real quick, and then I'll jump right into our reading. Father God, uh, as I look at the 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 First chapter of Colossians in my Passion Translation Bible, the heading underneath the title Colossians says, Heaven's Hope, and that is so right. Christ in us is the hope of glory. We don't have anything to offer anyone apart from Him. So Lord, as we read and as I speak today, would you just send forth your word with power, Make it accomplish what you've sent it forth for. And would you renew our minds and our hearts today, God, so that we may live more like you. We may have the wisdom of heaven and all the truth of Christ that is living within us. And that, Lord, we would be Christ in us, Christ through us, Christ as us to the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen. So Paul begins this way. My dear friends in Colossae, my name is Paul and I have been chosen by Jesus Christ to be his apostle by the calling and destined purpose of God. My colleague Timothy and I send this letter to all the holy believers who have been united to Jesus as beloved followers of the Messiah. May God, our true father, release upon your lives the riches of his kind favor and heavenly peace through the Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Now I want to pause right here. Listen to the confidence in Paul's statement to the believers at Colossae in the opening of his letter. My name is Paul, and I have been chosen by Jesus Christ to be his apostle by the calling and destined purpose of God. Can I tell you something? That if it's true that before Jeremiah was ever born, that God called you by name. And he called you to a specific purpose. That you can declare this truth too. You need only discover his heart towards your purpose. You see, I've had it confirmed in me through the laying on of hands and through the affirmation of other leaders that I have an apostolic calling on my life. So I could say, my name is Michelle and I've been chosen by Jesus Christ to be his apostle by the calling and destined purpose of God. Because that's my confident hope. My identity is in Christ and because Christ gave me the grace gift of apostle, I can declare it with faith and with truth. This is the thing that we're going after today. What do we need to be declaring? Not with this hope that it will happen, possibly, but with faith feeding our hope that we will know that it will be accomplished because God promised it. May God, the true Father, release upon our lives the riches of his kind favor and heavenly peace through the Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Every time we pray for you, this is verse 3, our hearts overflow with thanksgiving to Father God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your devoted lives of faith 
in Christ Jesus and your tender love toward all his holy believers. A devoted life of faith in Jesus Christ should lead us to tender love toward all his holy believers. You see, faith and love arises. This is what verse 5 says. Your faith and love rise within you as you access all the treasures of your inheritance stored up in the heavenly realm. Did you know there's treasure stored up for us in heaven? We are co-heirs with Christ. That's his inheritance that's available to us. There's treasure stored up in heaven that we have access to now. And our faith and our love will rise when we access those treasures, which are right now in heaven, waiting to be provided for us. For the revelation of the true gospel is as real today as the day you first heard of our glorious hope. Now that you have believed in the truth of the gospel... Now, come on, that's good news. The revelation of the gospel that Paul preached, that the early apostles preached, that the disciples preached, that changed the world for hundreds and thousands of years is still the same gospel and it's still true today. That's something to get excited about, my friend. It's as real today as when you first heard of it and the glorious hope that comes with it. This is the wonderful message that is being spread everywhere, powerfully changing hearts throughout the earth, just like it has changed you. Did you know we have a responsibility to share this wonderful message everywhere, powerfully administering it so that it changes hearts throughout the earth, just like it changes us? Every believer of this good news bears the fruit of eternal life as they experience the reality of God's grace. Our beloved co-worker, Apophras, was there from the beginning to thoroughly teach you the astonishing revelation of the gospel, and he serves you faithfully as Christ's representative. You, beloved, are Christ's representative. You have access to astonishing revelation of the gospel, and you are to serve, faithfully serve those around you. He's informed us of your many many wonderful ways love has been demonstrated through your lives by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I'm getting so excited I can't talk. Since we first heard about you, we've kept you always in our prayers that you would receive the perfect knowledge of God's pleasure over your lives. Did you know that it's possible to receive perfect knowledge right now? We don't have to wait until we come face to face with God. We need only ask for it and he will give us knowledge beyond our understanding. Hmm. Over your lives, making you reservoirs, a reservoir, a holding place for every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. Come on. I want to be a reservoir of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding that there is under heaven. We pray that you would walk in the ways of true righteousness, pleasing God in every good thing you do. Then you'll become fruit-bearing branches, yielding to his life and maturing in rich experience of knowing God in his fullness. And we pray that you would be energized with all his explosive power from the realm of his magnificent glory, filling you with great hope. Your hearts can soar with joyful gratitude when you think of how God made you worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given to us by living in the light. There's a glorious inheritance that is already ours simply because we live in the light. See, he's rescued us completely. This is a good word from tyrannical rule. 
of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. This means that we don't live like we're a part of this world culture that's swirling all around us. We don't live in constant fear of what's going to happen at the border or if our government fails or if we go bankrupt or get sold to China or I don't know. But we don't live in fear of that. We live confident that we are citizens of another realm, a kingdom realm of the beloved son of God. For in the son, all our sins are canceled and we have the release of redemption through his very blood. This is the consistent theme of Paul's writings. You are righteous in Christ. He already paid the price for it. You need only receive it. He is the divine portrait. Listen to this. This is so good. The true likeness of the invisible God. You want to know who God is? Get to know Jesus. You know, I think sometimes we set people off in the wrong direction because when they get saved, we tell them to read their Bible and go out there and share Jesus and serve at the church. And, but we don't teach them to read those gospels until they know Jesus like they know you and me until he appears to them as someone with skin on and flesh on, and they know that they know that he was a man who walked this earth and lived a certain way because he is the true likeness of his Father in heaven and the invisible God that we cannot see. And the firstborn heir of all creation. He's the firstborn. For through the Son, everything was created, both in the heavenly realm and on the earth. All that is seen and all that is unseen. Every seat of power, realm of government, principality, and authority. It was all created through him and for his purpose. Did you know that even if the government doesn't do what you like, that eventually, somehow, that'll work towards God's purpose? Did you know that if those leaders at that church don't do what you like, or prefer, or think is right. That God will somehow, some way, someday, work it out according to his purpose. That every seat of power, every realm of government, every principality, every authority was all created through Christ and for Christ's purpose. He existed before anything was made and now everything finds its completion in him. If we would get better about teaching people to be complete in Christ, we would have a world that looks remarkably different. If we would get better about living as if we're complete in Christ, we would have a world that looks remarkably different. He is the head of his body, which is the church. And since he is the beginning and the firstborn heir in resurrection, he is the most exalted one, holding first place in everything. For God is satisfied to have all his fullness dwelling in Christ. And by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven on earth is brought back to himself. Back to its original intent, restored to innocence again. For God is satisfied to have all his fullness dwelling in Christ. Do you get what I'm telling you? And see, the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and on earth was brought back to God in that moment. So why doesn't it look like it around us? Because we haven't appropriated it as his children. Instead, we've hoped and we've wished and we dreamed, but we haven't activated. See, it was restored back to its original tent, restored to innocence once again. The first thing I have to do is look around and see my brothers in Christ as being righteous too. So if I'm righteous, that person who hurt me is righteous if they're in Christ. Even if they're ignorant of what they've done to hurt me. 
they are righteous. If they're righteous, I can't hold that against them because I'm holding it against God. I'm holding it against Jesus. I'm holding it against Christ. See, it's his job to deal with them. It's my job to deal with me and to let him deal with me. Let's go on. We're getting to it, beloved, and it is so, so good. Even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. Do you get this? You were still in evil thoughts and actions when he drew you to himself. And he released his supernatural peace to you. This is the Holy Spirit calling you to Christ. Through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf. That's the propitiation. On your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. And now there is nothing between you and Father God. He's available. You have access to him. For he sees you as holy and flawless and restored. At the moment you receive Christ, he sees you this way. If indeed you continue to advance in faith, assured a firm foundation to grow upon, never be shaken from the hope of the gospel you have believed in. And this is the glorious news I preach all over the world. The glorious hope of the gospel that you believed in is that Christ makes you righteous and nothing else can. But if Christ makes you righteous, nothing can take that away from you either. You are righteous. Verse 24, I can even celebrate the sorrows I have experienced on your behalf. For as I join with you in your difficulties, it helps you to discover what lacks in your understanding of the sufferings of Jesus Christ. That he experienced for his body, the church. This is the very reason I've been made a minister by the authority of God and a servant to his body. So that in his detailed plan, I would fully equip you with the word of God. And that's capital W-O-R-D of capital G-O-D. Now, I want to tell you something. Yes, the Word of God is revealed to us in scriptures. But when Paul's writing about the Word of God, these scriptures were not a complete text yet. As a matter of fact, what I'm reading to you, Paul wrote. And it would not have been what he considered to be the Word of God. And I want to just suggest to you, if you go back to John 1, the word of God in that moment is a person, Jesus Christ, the full manifestation of God in the flesh who came to dwell among us. See, he's going to fully equip you with who Jesus is. Righteousness, peace, joy, love, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, joy complete in salvation. Come on, this is a good word. There is a divine mystery, a secret surprise, I love that, that has been concealed from the world for generations. But now it's being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer to experience. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. Beloved, do you live in the expectation of glory? The mystery of Christ is embedded within us, becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people. And God wants everyone to know it. Did you know that you are a treasure chest for people to explore, to discover the great wealth and mystery of God? Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. It has become my inspiration and passion in ministry 
to labor with a tireless intensity with his power flowing through me to present to every believer the revelation of being his perfect one in Jesus Christ. Beloved, what I just read is true about you if you believe in Jesus and he has saved you. So I'm going to challenge you and commend you. Yield to that and live like it. Live like it. Live like it right now, starting today. We don't have time for all this other stuff, bud. We don't have time to get all wrapped up in politics. We need to do our duty and take care of our responsibility to vote our conscience and to do what we feel is right. But I don't have time to get on Twitter and argue with you because I gotta live like the glory of God lives on inside of me. And I trust that God sets up kings and deposes them. I trust that the government is on his shoulders. I trust that all of that was restored back to him on the moment he took the cross. And that if there is injustice, if there's division, if there is disunity, if there's disharmony, if there is a government person who is doing wrong, then my prayer should be, God, deal with that as you will and make me a vessel of your glory over and over and over again until it's true. Yes, I need to stand up and call what is evil, evil and not call it good. But I don't need to be so caught up in that that I can't see the light and I can't love people. So beloved, I want to challenge you today. Be the love of Christ. Be his tender love to that lost and dying world around you. Be his tender love to the religious people who may persecute you. Be his tender love to the atheist on the street. Be his tender love. Be who he was. Because he changes everything. Hmm. I have a coaching business, and that coaching business, uh, the heart of it is transitional transformations. Transitions that lead to transformation. Can I tell you something? That moment on the cross for Jesus and that moment of resurrection was a transitional transformation moment for all the world and us too. Come on, that's a good word. You need to let... That transitional transformation take place in you so you can give it away to other people and bring them up in the wisdom and knowledge of Christ. I haven't done that much in my life. And I'm just going to be honest. I've done it some, but I haven't done it much. But I'm all about it now. I'm all about it now because I want to live this way. I want to love this way. I want to see this thing brought back to him. I want to live with confident faith and confident hope that victory is on the other side of this and I'll take it whatever it looks like and I'll celebrate it and I'll celebrate him because it, if I'm walking in his victory, then I know him more. So that's where I'm going to close today, beloved. Lord, make us vessels of your glory. Change us from the inside out. Make us tender, loving vessels of your mercy and grace to other people. And Lord, do justice in our hearts so we can love mercy for others. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As I mentioned, I do have a coaching practice. And as a blooming inspired coach, I believe we live our best lives when our actions and experiences line up with who we are. 
And it's Christ in you, Christ as you, and Christ, Christ in you, Christ through you, Christ as you. Remember, he's the hope of glory. When we live from who we are, when we line up with who we are, my unique coaching skills bring creativity, intuition, and a strategic mindset to the table as I hold my client's agenda and partner with them to design the abundant life they were made to live. I'm a certified executive coach, and I'm developing some skills towards health coaching. And mostly I've been working with and, and, and walking alongside and partnering with people in ministry and in small businesses. If you've got a dream in your heart that you haven't quite figured out how to activate, I want to be your coach. Now that comes with a fee and I'm, I'm advertising a business and I, and I know some of you may not be able to afford that. But don't let that keep you from reaching out. Because we can set goals that will help you get to the place where you need to be. And my wildflower women, that coaching is coming together. I'm going to start moving on that um, in the month of February. After I get back from this conference this month, I'm going to start moving towards the, the wildflower women piece, which will be our membership piece. And we're going to launch that between February and and the end of April, and it's going to be a powerful, powerful testimony. There may be a small fee attached to some of the activities, and you need to be prepared for that. And if you really want to get jump-started, come to our Passion to Purpose retreat. It's $225 for two full nights and three days where we are going to be pursuing the heart of God in our identity, our passion, and seeing how all of that leads to purpose. It's going to be a great time. There will be time for ministry if you'd like to pay a little extra for that or for coaching during the afternoon break. And so um, the last retreat I had, the ladies at the end of the retreat said, you know, it's remarkable, but I feel rested after this retreat. Usually the pacing is so strong that I feel worn out by the time I go home, but not at a blooming inspired retreat. We make time for rest, we make time for gathering, we make time for each other, and we love on each other well. So plan to be there, $225. If you register prior to March the 1st, which is just under a month away now, you can break your payments up into two or three payments. The first payment on a three-payment plan would be $75 with two more payments of $75. The first payment on a two-payment plan would be $112.50 with the second payment being $112.50 as well. So I would love to see you there. Go to our website, bloominginspirednetwork.com. Click on the link for events. Click on the Passion to Purpose Retreat. Would love for you to come and be a part of that. I also have Bible study coming up. Our next date is February 16th. We will be meeting Mark chapter 11. Did you know we are only five weeks after that reading, five weeks from the end of our Bible study for this semester. Can you believe it? We are walking steadily towards Jerusalem, towards the cross, towards resurrection, and towards Mark's version of the Great Commission. And I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And as we do this, we're going to be coming into Easter and we're going to be coming into Passion to Purpose Retreat. Come on, beloved. This is good. There's such power. So join us, join us, join us. We would love to have you with us.
We would love to have you with us. Bible study happens on Facebook Live, 1030 a.m. on Saturday mornings. We'll not be meeting on February the 9th because I will be out of town ministering um, through prophetic painting and through uh, some of my other prophetic gifts uh, at, a, at a conference, real conference down in South Texas. There's more information about that on Facebook. Also, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash Blooming Inspired on Twitter at Bloom Inspire Net and on Instagram at Blooming Inspired. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this podcast is a blessing to you, if it benefits you, if it encourages you, please share it with a testimony about what you are getting out of these podcasts with your sphere of influence. Would love that. Would love to partner with you in that way. If you have a story or testimony to tell, email admin at bloominginspirednetwork.com. Put testimony in the subject. I would love to interview you. I would love to have a conversation about that. So let us know what your story is, and we'll consider those for our, our podcast, or maybe we'll even feature them on our Facebook and Instagram pages. That would be a lot of fun, don't you think? So with that said, I'm going to remind you, as I always do, blooming where you're planted is the first step to living your wildest dreams. So live your lives blooming alive. You have been listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. This show airs Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Central Time. To learn more about this podcast, its network, or the ministry of Blooming Inspired Network, please visit bloominginspirednetwork.com and select the podcast link at the top of the page. Thank you for listening.